The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome everyone to episode 38 of the Go Fish Marketing Podcast, where each week we pick a topic, we delve deep to try and uh, unearth some of the gems and tips that we can provide to make most of your marketing budget. This week, our topic is going to be about print, and we've got a special guest who I'll introduce in a moment. But before I do that, let me introduce my fellow co Oh. I suppose before I introduce my fellow co-hosts, I should introduce myself. My name's Matt Pollard. My business is Funky Vibes Marketing, in case anyone cares. Um, because, of course, people probably more care about my fellow co-hosts, the lovely Elaine Atherton, with her blurry wallpaper <laughs> background, uh, which either suggests I need glasses or is because she's got a clever setting on her computer. Elaine, how are you doing? I'm very, very good, thank you. Yes, very good. I picked the uh, I picked a good time to start meditating. Anyway, it's been quite stressful these last ten days, but the meditation's good. So yes, I'm very good, thank you. Very chilled with my crazy wallpaper behind me. Hopefully, you're not too chilled because you were getting your boiler fixed today. So I'm assuming that he's fixed it, and hence why you're not wearing a woolly hat, scarf, and gloves. <laughs> Yes, it's literally just fixed. I, I know everything about plumbing now anyway. That's that's a thing about radiators and what you, valves you need to fiddle with and st- things like that. So all, all things good anyway. There's, the house is warm. That's the main thing. There's so many jokes there. I'll get myself into trouble. <laughs> so we will move swiftly on to introduce my other fellow co-host, the wonderful Chris Roxburgh, who's say, sitting there shaking his head. Now, I don't know whether he's shaking his head because he knows the jokes that are running through my head and he knows he would do the same, or whether he's shaking head desperately to say, don't say those jokes, Mark. Well, I, I, there were a few half volleys there, Mark, and I was hoping that you weren't going to just whack them into the back of the net or hit them for six, whichever sport you prefer. But yes, uh, hello to everybody. Glad Elaine's got a boiler sorted out and um, looking forward to this podcast. Now, apparently, before we introduce our guest, um, your first job was in print, Chris, in the 1800s? No, no, and neither is it true. Neither is it true that uh, I was around when the first woodblock printing came came along. That was in 220 AD, and that was printing on cloth. No doubt Mark will talk us, uh, talk us through all that later. Well, people are thinking, well, Mark doesn't know any print. Well, that's fortunate because I'm not the Mark he's referring to. Indeed, our guest is also Mark, which further confuses matters. Um, I will be Mark A, and he can be Mark B. Oh, that was hard, wasn't it? All worked out. 
I was trying to be honest. I was trying to find a witty pun to, uh, about printing, but I couldn't do it. Hopefully, Mark might have one. It's Mark Latham from Utopia Design and Marketing. How are we doing, Mark? Hello, all. I am well, thank you. How are you all? Oh, splendid. I like your background. It's very themed, isn't it? It is, of course, for the benefits of the podcast. We've wasted our entire time even describing or talking about it. Um, to date stamp this, uh, we are actually just coming out of lockdown, or with the brand new word I invented just before we came on air, the unlockdown. I'm claiming that. That will be trademarked by the time you hear this podcast. So shops, businesses have largely been opened again, which hopefully will mean that heading into the Christmas period, they might be able to claw back some of the business they may have lost leading up of course print is an important part of those kind of things which brings me nicely back onto our topic so mark for the benefit of the listeners when i say print do we want to just explain the kind of things we're referring to because it's it's probably more of a trade reference the word print and it's probably a, a lazy definition of the things that we kind of refer to throughout this this episode I suspect the easiest way to understand it is anything with ink on paper. Um, there are other there are other forms of printing we can you know, sort of vinyl and stuff like that, which we'll I'm sure touch upon. But anything that you can think of that would have ink on paper, letterheads, brochures, menus, anything at all would be that type of print. Okay, so business cards, leaflets. Uh, what else, Chris, Elaine? What 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 else do we print? Magazines. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of printing, actually. I know that sounds really random thing to say, but I do like, um, you know, actual things that are printed. And I'm very big. I'm a visual person, so I'm a visual learner. So for me, print's like quite a, an important part. So like say that thing you've got behind you, I know the readers can't, uh, the listeners can't see that. But that sort of thing is when I worked in my previous businesses, we had lots of like opportunity leaflets, that type of thing. So it was play, played a massive part in my career. So I'm big fan of it really and its uses um, and actually I think we've done I think we've mentioned this before but I think it's done it's done a sort of a you know yes all the digital stuff's really massive uh, but I think there's a huge uh, space for print still you know will continue for a long time because there's a lot of people who uh, enjoy the actual physical things of print and um, what it does so that was a long-winded answer but there we are <laughs> so what you, you get for saying you go first Chris well you, no you're <laughs> absolutely right Elaine people do like <clears throat> like the printed piece of paper in in their hands as opposed to always having to read it on a screen and that's why the likes of uh, leaflet distribution direct mail um, although they've they've taken a bit of a downturn over the last say 20 25 years uh, well considerable still alive and kicking and uh, and here today people still like receiving things uh, through the through the letterbox mm. um to a lesser to a greater extent i suppose free newspapers and daily newspapers ha- have um, have hit a rather slippery slope which seems seems as though the the daily newspapers are are going to be no more in sort of 10 15 years time the free newspapers are almost gone um from you know 30 million a week through through individual no, through through doors sorry uh down to i think it's around about 
four or five now. That's been a huge, uh, huge drop off. And Mark will tell us the trends in other areas, I'm sure. But but we still like the printed promotion in our hands. Well, before we come to Mark, I, I've thought of a couple more labels and Christmas cards. We, we've done those together, haven't we, Mark? We have indeed. Christmas cards. Put that on the list. Ho, ho, ho. Santa's list. <laughs> well, well, I'm sure as this, as this podcast unravels, we'll be adding to that list as a going. In fact, note paper is also something that we print. People who have those desk pads in work or the telephone pads, um, referral pads we've done for people in the past. So, I mean, the mind, uh, I'm sure as we go on, we'll just re- reel off a pile of things that we've had printed in the past. And the, the other things we were alluding to there, we're talking about you, you can help produce the uh, branded clothing signs for for example for shops or airframes can't you that uh, banners advertising boards uh what else have we got vehicles vehicle decals yeah of course so window decals there's quite a lot that when i think of print mark i largely think about the design stuff that i often do which is turned into a physical form whatever that might be so it might be ink on paper but it might be um, plastic decal on a window or it might become a, a wooden engraved sign or whatever it might be well in, in terms of the creative environment you're dealing mostly with intangibles and most of the time once you've done the branding or you've come up with the conceptualization then it will become something that's physical and tangible so elaine can do you know feel the thickness and, and have a flick of the business card and go that's you know 400 gram silk and you you watch people if you if you profile people you it, particularly in a in a business environment, I tend to look at them flick it between their f- uh, finger and thumb and they are getting a, an understanding of the quality of the business card whilst assessing you as the oh. business and so whilst that's happening that tra- that that psychological psychological transactions taking place in a thirty second environment where they're assessing your ability to deliver what it is you do in whatever capacity whereas if you have a card that is uh, i don't know printed yourself for example on a hp desk jet or any company printer that you have at home it won't be the same quality if hp wants to be a sponsor of the show it's gofish at the podstation.co.uk um you you've slightly preempted the the next question there mark and i'm sure elaine and chris will throw some thoughts in as well because you don't just do print you are a marketeer at heart and so when you approach the need for print and when i say print and for the benefit of those listening print will be the definitions of all those things that we've sort of mentioned earlier you're coming at it from a marketing strategy perspective so with that in mind why is print so important to a business well essentially print being a byproduct of uh, a marketing concept or idea or the next uh, phase in the branding arena would be how you sell your company so essentially you go let's let's pick the smallest denominator of this business cards you order 500 business cards. 500 business cards are 500 salesmen or people. And every time you give someone a business card, they act whilst you're not there. Uh, If you're going to do, depending on where you position yourselves, whether you're above the line, through the line or below the line, if you're wanting to either do a target to a specific group of people or you want to target a mass market group of people, 
you know, you would do a leaflet drop uh, and touching upon something that was said before, yes, digital works for emails and things like that, but it's only as good as the battery life on your phone or laptop or until you find that the cloud's not working. Print will be around for a long time. Um, Chris, Elaine, I'll come to you, Chris. Uh, why do you think that print forms such an important part of the marketing strategy because of this of course this is sort of a an area you you particularly used to specialize still do in fact specializing when you're talking about the direct marketing well direct marketing is absolutely vital isn't it <clears throat> the uh, and from from a very very early age in my career i was dealing with uh, with millions and millions of items of print and you know the 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 love for for print uh, the printed promotion has never gone away it's being able to see what works what doesn't work what supply you with leaflets and you think we are going to get hell for that because we'll arrange the delivery of that and the response is going to be dismal because the uh, because the layout's all wrong the graphics are all wrong the colors are all wrong there's a lot more there's a lot to think about with uh, with doing the doing the printed promotion and that's something that uh, obviously both of you are heavily involved in in making uh, making the printed items sufficiently attractive to uh, it doesn't have to be complicated um, I've, I've seen some very simple promotions that just just work because of their their simplicity color message um, and it, it can be simple and work and I just like seeing the different techniques and the different um, uh, the different well techniques is the word that are brought to bear on on any any particular promotion now mark is probably going to comment on this at, uh, but chris has kind of led me nicely on to the second part of the question which is of course the importance of doing it well elaine um i, I mean yeah. what what are your thoughts when you go to one of your networking events and somebody passes you over a business card that was made out of what i can only assume is toilet paper um, yeah <laughs> yeah it's a tough one isn't it i mean i can only speak for myself and it was interesting listening to mark about how the brain works and we're making decisions and assumptions about people and i so i totally agree with that so yeah it's i think it's well for me it sort of shout, shouts out that bit to them isn't that important in their business and that's the whole thing about when we're pushing ourselves out there Every, every one of our potential clients has got their important list, as I always talk about what's important to them and how they measure you. So therefore, it is it mightn't be important to you with your card that doesn't look great, but actually you've given a very lasting first impression to somebody that, that might not be a great one. And so these these are all things when you start a business, isn't it? We've, as we've said before, is you've got to consider all these things that some elements may not be the top of your list, but actually it's not about your list. It's about the person you're trying to reach out to. What what do they need to see and what is important to them? So I, I, I totally agree. You, you know, it's got to be credible. And it, it certainly doesn't, if it feels like it's a, a bit of an afterthought, uh, then it, it, it's doesn't give the first you know great impression doesn't it really has she hit the nail on the head there mark i would agree with that and i think the other thing is it goes far deeper than just the the final link on the page it's it's the bit that you and myself and others deal with which is the creative because you're you're fighting to 
don't make sense because you're dealing with self-cherishing, ego, you know, people are picking mm. colours, people are grabbing bits of clip art, people are grabbing photographs off Google without paying for them. They're just grabbing stuff because they like it. They've got comic sans on the business card. I'm sure you you you, you must put your head in hand in hands on your head when when you see some of these designs. I mean, I've had experiences where people have sent me their business card layout in Excel. You couldn't it must make be that a up. challenge in itself, I oh, think. Oh yes, trust <laughs> me. And but you see, they don't want to pay. They don't want to pay for flight check. They don't want to pay for setup. They want want it to be printed. And then when it's printed and it's wrong, then they're not very happy. And so you fight it with all these elements behind the scenes because they've decided there's a reason why um, people pick the colours that they pick. And it's nothing to do with because they like it. If you look at the psychological um, way that McDonald's set their branding, it's, yeah. it's slightly changed now, but they've chosen two psychologically unnerving work in tandem to ensure that people get through their shop very quickly. Uh, I know it's changed now because obviously they want people in there, but the way they fitted out in the early sort of when they first set up at right the way up to the nineties and the noughties, it was all designed to get a quick through of people. Um, people come to me and they've chosen a font because they like the font and uh, their six year old with a bag of crayons as drawn it for them so there's that emotional attachment to it and they get all upset if you dare say anything and unfortunately as a marketeer i am a merchant of discontent and how i've set my stall up is i will tell you if i don't think it's right because i can't in all conscience produce something and put my name to that because going back to what we were saying about people creating an understanding of you if mm. they see what i've printed and it's rubbish that affects me yeah it's not mine but it affects me and how what I do as a company. So I do my best to try and course correct. And Mark, Mark will probably deal with this far more than myself, where he's trying to, um, you know, get them to understand that what they're doing um, could have negative repercussions just because they like the color purple or pink, and it doesn't work in their in their branding structure. Or in fact, what they're trying to achieve, because sometimes, you know, the colors don't match your product or service. Yeah. This is for me. This is quite a lot of why it's important to get your branding infrastructure in place mm. from the ground and done properly as well. Because if you have an outdated logo or one which you you have just pulled off the internet somewhere, um, creating a nice design for a leaflet is quite difficult. Because I can, I, in order for the logo not to look like it's completely alien to the design of the leaflet, you have to try and use the colours, you have to try and draw in the fonts. Um, if the shapes within that logo, you have to try and incorporate them to a degree into the design. And if, if that's all wrong, if it's not working, it's very difficult then to make the design work without the logo sitting there looking like you've just sellotaped it on as an afterthought and so if you can update and keep on top of your branding and make sure you have that identity when you do create the kind of materials that Mark's talking about they will have that nice look it'll be it'll feel natural it'll be a natural progression of your marketing um in in terms of doing it and just to come back to something you said mark um i actually know of a story and this is probably a damning indictment of our educational system where uh, a school did some graphic design um lessons where they were teaching them how to do it and those school kids were being asked to use excel to create that stuff 
you couldn't make it up, could you? You couldn't. Um, so what what success stories have... I'll, I'll come to you, Chris, first in terms of your personal experiences. I'll come to you then, Elaine, and then, Mark, we'll ask for some some shining examples of, of reasons why print really does work. Uh, have you got an example you can think of in your business life, Chris, when um, the print world or one of the things that we've mentioned before has really helped either a campaign you've been running or your business generally well <clears throat> yes i i uh, when we were a subcontractor for wilkinson's stores as they were called then um they could always tell when when the when the leaflet promotion was going out through people's doors because the footfall within the store increased and they could it was all computerized they could see it happening they knew they they didn't need us to say we've started here there and everywhere they they could they could tell us because of the because the tills were 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 kachinging um so and that was as much down to to their uh, their promotional ability, as it was the print and the printer, but that was that was successful, a successful piece of print, and it happened time and again. And they uh, they're not just they're not the only ones. Other other big retail stores, you probably remember Wick the Wicks uh, booklets coming through your door. Same thing. Um, all the big retailers used to put. I've lost touch a bit now, but they used to put millions of items of, of uh, unaddressed mail out through doors every month uh, i think i think the numbers have fallen a little but it still works elaine have you got any particular stories that come to the fore of your mind yeah i'm, I'm thinking of um, brochures that we used in some of the companies i work with and they were you know they were like seasonal brochures so twice a year they had their new brochure and uh, the one particular um time the company they normally use couldn't do it or whatever happened anyway and the difference in that the power of the brochure was massive not in a good way unfortunately and the layout was just you know not what people expected so you you because our brochure was going to people who see it year on year and you know look forward to it landing on their mat or get handed to them at a party or whatever that looked like and um, it's amazing how the, the power of the buyer really sort of shows that it's not what they wanted they, it, the fact that the products were exactly the same didn't matter it, it, it was very flat and uh, so it, it is it's really really key isn't it that it, you shouldn't underestimate how uh, the, the contrast can be between you know absolutely marvellous to well, that was a bit of a, you know, a flop, um, and you have to, and then of course that means people have to work really so much harder having to promote what's in the brochure because the customer isn't can't use their imagination as much because the, it's, it's just not giving them any inspiration at all. So, yeah, it's very. It's all down to the designer and the uh, and the print advice that you get, isn't it? Yeah. The success stories that I've <clears throat> I've seen, um, there are equally the the managing directors of let's let's say small to medium sized companies who've designed their own leaflet done their own coloring as uh, color uh, chosen their own colors their own uh, tone as, as mark was saying before wondered why the whole thing was a disaster yeah. and blamed everybody apart from looking at themselves and thinking well mm -hmm. if i'd had that done professionally by a graphic designer or a professional 
printer who knew what he was talking about. Might the results have been a bit different? Answer, yes. Yeah. Have you got any particular stories, Mark, that jump to the fore before we get on to the really nitty-gritty horror stories that we've probably come across? Well, I've got, obviously, over the 26 years, uh, I've, I've done so many where people have been either overwhelmed because it's got them out of a pickle because of a, a bad situation that will go on to or just because of what it was for. Um, now, I don't know whether you want me to give an example in as in print and vinyl or whatever, or whether you want me to go on to that later on, I don't know. I can yeah, give yeah, 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 give us some examples. I mean, we've been doing stuff for the Nightingale hospitals to ensure that there were pads that they could monitor um, what was going in and out of them for the NHS, which I suspect is a, a topical um, success story. Um, another one, we've done some Christmas cards for the Clatterbridge Oncology Unit, which was to raise funds for the cancer research and the oncology unit as a whole. Um, and they were, were made up by the fact because it was, it was like a competition. So we brought in all the emotional thing and they had a competition with the people in the oncology unit who drew Christmas Christmas designs and then it was picked and the winner got their design on all these cards. So that was, that was really nice. Uh, and then in, in regards to sort of the vinyl stuff, we've done a couple of campaigns for... Uh, one was State of Mind, which is drawing attention to, Mark will know this, drawing attention about mental health. Uh, is it in rugby league? It was. It, it's it's very difficult to remember what your decaled car looked like because I was running for 26 miles trying to to catch up with it so I could get in the back seat and have a rest. <laughs> I've, I've got to ask a question. Decal. Yes. Mark, explain away. What is a decal? If you're familiar with kit building, you will be familiar with the word decal. We we I, well, I refer to them as vinyl lettering. So it's it's vinyl that's cut out and then it's put onto a vehicle, van, a car, whatever you want. Um, okay. Shop shop signage. Um, we're saying decals. It's a very probably old-fashioned phrase, I suspect, which is confusing people. But it's that's just probably a, why I don't understand it. <laughs> I would have um, thought you'd recognise the old-fashioned. <laughs> But no, decals are the kind of things you'd put on model planes or if you're building kits of any type. Mm. I, I just call them vinyl lettering. I think it's a more generically, uh, it's, it's an understood uh, phrase. Uh, I don't know whether Chris was writing it with Moses about it um, way back when. <laughs> they, when the first decal was ever made, being chiselled onto a piece of stone. With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. One of my, one of my positive stories actually ties into the next question, which is the horror stories, Mark. Um, I had some, uh, with my law firm, I had letterhead which uh, for some bizarre reason I always insisted had coloured backing, which did look super cool, but was a right royal pain in the jacksie. 
um, because if it wasn't printed properly and properly sealed and left to dry, uh, when you, uh, you went to print the letters off, the colour on the back used to come off onto the printer, which basically meant, yes, uh, he's holding some up uh, to the screen, which basically meant that everything turned the colour of the backing of the letterheads. Uh, and on a number of occasions, uh, Mark... <clears throat> saved my skin by redoing the letters letterheads to make sure that this didn't happen which obviously was the horror story element of it the positive aspect to that was that as mark has just proven by holding them up the old damaged or badly sealed versions mark then turned into notepads for me which were widely distributed to the whole world i'm sure i've still got a box in the attic somewhere of these things god there was millions of them weren't there um i now find now that business has been closed for, i think i closed that business down about three years ago uh, and the letterheads you've just shown there is actually the first branding uh, of the business which we changed about four years before a close so we're talking seven years on i am still coming across people who have these notepads in my my circle whether it be football or my networking groups they still have that if my business was still going it would be an amazing advertising tool by virtue of the fact that these people still see my my branding my business details every single day when they go and just jot something down in the kitchen or they can't um, take many notes mark <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't oh honestly chris there was that many of these things wasn't the mark um i think everybody i know was armed with about i think i give i think <laughs> uh, this says more about me as a human being i did give them away as christmas presents at some point obviously oh, they were they were no. so they were supplemental they were like a little you know a stocking filler i didn't give them as the yeah, main yeah, present yeah. but yeah it was just to try and get rid of them uh, tell us some horror stories mark when has it been abundantly clear that either people haven't spent the money that they've they've needed to do something or perhaps um have tried to do it on the cheap or through a less reliable source and it's it's sort of come back and and bitten them on the bum where do I begin? Apart from having receiving files that I've been reliably informed are perfectly fine in a variety of various software, Excel, as I mentioned, Publisher, PowerPoint, Word, and are clearly not the design and package. No self-respecting design company would use would use PowerPoint to present a business card. Um, however, in the interest of them saving money, you'll find people printing them on their own in-house um, sort of home printers. Now, as you all know, these are water-based uh, ink. It's water-based ink. So if you were to lick your fin finger, or in fact, if you happen to have sweaty mitts, um, all that's going to happen... Or if, you lick, or if you lick the business <laughs> card, of course. Well, if you, if you wanted to lick them and you found yourself thinking you're in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, then yes... Uh, all that happens is you end up giving a rather smudged business card that you can only probably put through 250 gram if you're lucky card through that you've cut out with a pair of scissors watching the back catalogue of the Blue Peter series and failed miserably. So you get this interesting business card that you do the flick test and you instantly go, I will not be doing business with you. And then 
there's the uh, I think I think Chris uh, alluded to it, and there's an actually interesting um, sub story to this. You have the people who do not believe in themselves enough and pay Vista five pound, and not only that, to have Vista put their name on the back of the cards. So if you cannot invest in yourself and take the chance as an entrepreneur to pay out a bit of money, and we're not talking international telephone numbers for business cards, you know, you can get a decent set for a reasonable amount of money. (laughs) If you're going to go to Vista, which was set up by the IRS anyway, to catch people out from their tax returns, I could do business cards for £5 if I had 35 million customers and I was batch printing, and then I was putting them on substandard size card, which is less quality. You, you have them passed around. Uh, why would you want to do business with those people? And in fact, I was aware of one lady at a networking event that uh, I was a member of. Um, she refused to do any business with anyone who passed her a Vista print card of any kind. And you know what they look like because they're the international standardized size card. Um, she refused. Didn't matter what they were doing. They might have been the best business ever in their sector. She refused to do work with them for that reason, and now, I and I agree. Sorry. Now, be, before I come to you, Chris, with one of uh, a horror story you may have to to share with us, uh, Mark, you mentioned there about two hundred and fifty um, grams or GSM. Uh, just to explain to people, because some people that were talking again in code here, uh, the bog standard good quality business card is usually about 400 isn't it um what what would we what would we say the thickness of a normal piece of paper might be the one well if you're getting it from um one of these uh, well is staples still going is, is it still yeah so if you went to staples you'd probably get 75 gram in schools in fact a friend of mine is a, a consultant teacher so i think he uses 75 gram because they can't afford it in the budget to use 80 gram so you'd probably get that uh, the average, the, the industry standard is 350 gram, but let's make it more confusing. That's the weight, not the thickness. So if you want to go into Micron, Chris is nodding, he knows the score here. Uh, you want the thickness of the card, it's the Micron. But the gram of it, if you were to put it on a scale or whatever, it's about 350 is industry standard. Uh, we do 400 simply because I think if you're going to pay for 350, you'll pay for 400. Yeah, I always get mine done at four hundred because I think the thickness just it it that that more sturdy feel just gives that feeling of slightly more expense. It's been done properly. You've not cut any corners, Chris. Um, horror stories. Horror stories. Well, not only the one that I sort of alluded to earlier um, about the you know the managing director of Company A. Um, doing his uh, creating a promotion on a on a letter set or or whatever he whatever he used to do, and a John Bull John Bull outfit, and and expecting that to bring the punters rushing in when he puts five thousand leaflets through five thousand doors, it's not going to happen, and it didn't, um, and I did end up in court with with one uh, one such uh, person. Um, who was very proud of it. Fortunately, the magistrate at the time looked at it and he said, uh, if, if, after, after a number of hours, as you will well know, Mark, uh, he said, uh, I, I don't know what we're arguing about here. <laughs> this is dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. I mean, why he couldn't have seen it. I, I've cut the story slightly short there, obviously, but why he couldn't have understood that 
his his homemade uh, didn't hold hold credence when when held up uh, against the competitors who'd had it professionally done, graphic design properly printed, everything was hunky dory. This um, this man just didn't didn't understand, couldn't couldn't get it. Overinflated sense of his own importance, I guess. Have you have you got any uh, stories, Elaine, from your experience? Well, I, mine would always be, I mean, there's numerous ones over the years, it, it's typos. Uh, it's just yeah. that horrible yeah. thing, isn't it, when somebody's gone off and produced, you know, and I'm talking about big numbers, and someone's sort of checked it, checked it five times, it's gone off, it's been created, um, it's gone off, and then you come back with, you know, God knows how many thousands of them, and somebody opens the box, and it's like... Oh my God, there's a spelling mistake. It's just awful, isn't it? So, and unfortunately, I think we've had the conversation before, haven't we? You know, you look at, you know, the, the takeaway menus and you look at all those things you get through your door. And I am Mrs. Um, spot a spelling mistake at a million yards, unfortunately. Don't take so, a thing, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't judge people by it. I just see it. I just got my eyes just immediately drawn. You just pedant, you just pedantically observe from afar. <laughs> I, know, I don't know. It's just one of those things that you think. You know, I'm not. You know, I'll say I'm not judging. So it's, but it's more of a. Uh, you know, people have spent an awful lot of money getting this leaflet done or doing something. It's not been checked properly for um, you know spelling mistakes and stuff like. You know, grammatically correct. So I, I guess I, you must I, get I, some of those marked, do you? Sorry. Oh uh, well, I'm probably usually part of the problem sometimes. If you've been <laughs> was, if you've been staring at. I was talking to the other Mark. <laughs> oh right, I was going to say. Well, from my perspective, if you've been staring at a leaflet and designing it for God knows how many hours, you you do. I, I usually when I send it to someone like Mark, um, I do ask just have a quick goose, and and in fact. Part of the reason why I use Mark is because he is so conscientious. He does usually check over everything to make sure that those things... And obviously, this is on the basis that I've done it. I've sent it to the client. The client's responsible for checking it. It's not my job yeah, to check it. I was going to say, it's not. That's no. what we were always told that. You know, when any, any leaflets that were produced, we were it was our responsibility to check them grammatically and spelling. So this, this is not the pe- person producing them as well. This is... Obviously, also then you proof check them anyway, don't you? To sit where they send them to you, and you know, so you, it's there's so many places it could fall down, but everybody's got a responsibility to check it, so it absolutely doesn't sit with one person at all. But yeah, but some sneak through, don't they? Wherever I, think I, I do, a, I do a marketing webinar about the <clears throat> the use of language in in advertising and marketing, and. I will send you the examples that I show in, in this webinar. There's some absolutely fabulous ones, and they wouldn't—they've um, got to be seen. So I won't—I won't try and describe them here, but uh, <laughs> but they are very, very, very funny. Language, spelling mistakes, double meanings—the yeah. lot. You've got to be so careful with the printed word. Yeah. Well, this is yeah. where we have the the thing that follows on from that, which is what Mark's talking about. We have sort of a, kind of a chain of custody where there's a QA aspect. So you do get snowblind because it's happened to me where you've got a client who seems to think you've got a print microwave where you just shove everything in the microwave and five minutes later, all the job's done. So it means that you can price a job for somebody a month ago and then they sit on it for a month and they need the job in two days and they expect you to do that in a good price 
properly in good quality. So we have a we have a, a kind of a quite a rigorous and robust QA system. But as Mark rightly says, if you if you're looking at a screen for hours and hours and hours and you're typing in figures and measurements or a price list or whatever, you can get snow blind, which is why you pass it back mm-hmm. to the client. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I'll hold my hands up. I've even uh, made errors where you know the client hasn't seen it, the client signed it off, and it's simply because you've you've run out of you've run out of time and the client still wants the job uh even though they've sat on it and that's the that's the other aspect to it as well i mean we we, we were going to move on to the benefits of uh, i was going to mention the fact that we we've uh, we've we've referred to the likes of vistaprint and there are other businesses who are online predominantly large businesses and people use them so there must be an element of benefit and i was going to go to that first but actually i'm going to i'm going to come back to first the benefits of using the more local businesses the ones with whom you can build a personal relationship with because mark has probably highlighted two or three reasons why i would rather use his services than a faceless organization obviously the first is of course the the more conscientious nature when you pass that work over the checks that he goes through to make sure that the job is correct before he goes to print is 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 priceless um and then of course you've just mentioned the fact that that clients will tend to sit on a quote for weeks and months and years and then 30 seconds before it's needed will go oh can you do this and i need it five minutes ago someone like mark when you have that relationship you are able to say look i'm sorry mate um you might need to ring the dog because you're not going home tonight and he will do an all-night print run if that's what's required as an urgent matter you might get charged a fraction more if if you've created that situation but ultimately that's the case what what other benefits are there for using the local print um, services mark as opposed to say the online it goes back to the uh, the tactile approach we one of the things that we do as part of the qa is we produce a proof of of the job so the client will send the artwork or they'll have um an idea of what they want they can come in they can see the different types of copy samples which is something you know the, the reason we don't have a brochure is because why would i need to put pictures of a brochure in a brochure and the answer is you wouldn't what you would do is you would come to me and i would show you a whole range of things that we've done over the years uh fitting into whatever things are well within your budget and that's the thing is that um if i can do the job within a budget that's another aspect that you probably wouldn't have if you were going online the other thing is accountability you know if if you need to get hold of me you the clients have my number 10 Minutes, 10 Days, 10 Actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office or whilst out and about. For more information, visit twosummitup.co.uk forward slash 10 dash actions. And, and and it's more of a consultation, really, I guess, isn't it? That's that's part of the parcel when you you're producing the the examples of the work and you're going through what the options are to best suit the budget. You're doing the checks. It's sort of that all 
all-encompassing. Uh, what's the holistic approach, Ooh. I guess? Yes, thank you very much. I was impressed that I came up with that. Um, <laughs> however, Mark, these businesses do exist, and they obviously exist for a reason, and indeed people use them for a reason. And sometimes people's budgets might only enable them to to use that company you've mentioned a couple of times before, so I won't mention them again unless they want to become a sponsor of the show. Uh, <laughs> Um, so uh, why why is there a, an element of benefit? Why are people going to these companies and indeed returning to them? I would say that I would say the biggest drivers is um, well is, is the money is the cost of it. Yeah. If you're a, if you're a brand new business startup and you're looking at what you've got to pay out, you you'll pick the the things that you need to have, you know, sort of your insurance and all the bits and all the legalities to ensure that you're operating the way you should. The things that you'll always any any marketeer will tell you the thing the budget declines massively when it comes to marketing. People just don't put the money into it unless you're a, you know, a massive company and you, you see the benefits of marketing. So when it comes to the print, they will go on these online companies. They uh, get the selection done for them. They, they, it's very, very easy. You can just type it in and, you know, you put in your picture of, so let's say a cafe, let's pick the most obvious one and people relate to, you know, you, you've got, you own a cafe. So you put a picture of a coffee cup with nice steam coming off it. And there's a picture of that you can find, and by the time you've gone through it, it's, it seems a very simple process. However, you know, it's the fact that now probably 100,000 people have the same photograph as you. There's nothing unique about what you've produced. And they go back to it is because what we've all covered earlier, it's the fact that they don't really attach their value of their wants people to come through the door um, and expect it to be a magic kind of a magic bean um yeah mark's given a good example there of of the benefit it does tend to be the price um i, th I think one of the the fail safes you have to remember is for example with with the likes of vista print certainly sort of the american companies the business cards are actually a different size so they're quite yeah. often noticeable that you've you've gone down that route which is probably why the lady you mentioned earlier won't do business with people who have those cards is able to tell that they are those cards what about you chris i mean have you had a, i presume over the years you've used both iterations of a, a print print service yeah, yeah. I, I think i think there's a there's another element to what mark's just described when when you're setting up a business um, you may well have no contacts. You may well not be a networking person the way before. You, you may be starting up, but you've, you've, you've maybe been made redundant. It's a leap of faith in the dark. You think, right, I'm going to do, I, I know this, so I'm going to do this. And if you don't know a printer, you don't know a graphic designer, where do you go first? Well, it's the internet. And then you see that company who we've named a few times now, you see them advertising uh, everywhere. Um, if you put in a, a few keywords, like business cards, cheap, and and then you little mini brochures as well. And you think, well, this is this is quite good. So, when, and you don't have any alternatives. Understand why it happens. I think as that business matures, and you, your contact base grows, and you meet a graphic designer, you meet a printer, you're open to other uh, other pieces of print material that are much much better than the ones you've produced it's it's a learning process and i i think i think people startup businesses can be forgiven for falling into that trap if they if they know no better 
um, but it is up to us to to put ourselves out there and um, make ourselves make ourselves available let people know where we are and how to contact us for for advice uh, before I come to you, Elaine, Mark, uh, just to explain the why is there such a price difference between the online and perhaps the more local businesses? We've we've covered a couple actually. I think it's because particularly with the same company that we've been mentioning often, they they batch print. So batch printing yeah. for those who don't know, you're not just running one job; you're running hundreds, and they're probably running B one presses, which is a massive sheet. And because they're using international size business cards. Uh, if you think about what they're charging, you know, five five pound four, is it fifth? I don't know what they charge, to be fair. I'm not going to advertise them. <laughs> um, <laughs> you want to find out, go online. Any but more, they, anyway. anymore, yeah. waste, waste your money. <laughs> what you, give us a fiver. <laughs> um, yeah, go on, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Um, <clears throat> so I was going to just continue to say that they would put maybe 500 sets of business cards onto one sheet. And so by the time you've blinked, you've ran off you know, several, several thousand cards. And because they have 35 million customers worldwide, because they have a centralized hub, they then can spread that cost across all the cards. Like I say, if I had 35 million customers, I might do it for £4. Yeah. And and then they, and then they upsell you with the things like you can have business card holders and things like that. So you kind of have the end of aisle stuff going on with the, you know, so we've only paid £5, so I'll get this as well. And then you find that you've actually paid a bit more. So actually... It's not as cheap as you'd think because it's when it's the it's the trip to Asda scenarios. Like you go to Asda for a loaf and a pint of milk and spend two hundred pounds shopping. <laughs> how, how did that happen? You've so obviously been place. you've obviously been food shopping with me when I'm hungry. <laughs> but, but I think that's it. You see, when you're in that in that zone, you just think, oh well, it's only four pound ninety nine, and they do this kind of kidology thing where if you people buy up, I think it was um, I'm trying to which 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 um, university it was. That did I think it was it? I can't remember. Anyway, it's one in America. The university did a study on people buying on numbers, and they buy on seven, and they buy on on nine. So people do four ninety nine because it's one penny away from five pound. Uh, that's people five pound, but you don't think you are, mm. and that's and that's the point. So by the time you've done it, it's 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 very easy to set, get yourself a set of cards. And, but because you've then got into a routine, because you're happy, because you don't know any better, you are going to recommend them, and you will be a return client. But there's two there's two things I'm aware of in the industry, which is there's always time for a reprint, and if you buy cheap, you buy twice, and it doesn't matter how quickly you want the job. If you print the job and it's wrong, you then have still got the time to reprint the job, which means that you have the time in the first place if you weren't rushing it. Mm-hmm. And and these are the things I think people um, don't think of. They just want the cards as quickly as they can. They're driven by ego and hubris and self-interest to create the thing that they like with their colors and then it comes and it's not quite what they thought because they haven't really seen the thing they've ordered it's just a picture on a screen elaine um you've got contacts you've you you're not this new business that chris referred to earlier so with that being the case um do you tend to use the likes of mark's company um do you tend to use the likes of utopia design or or will you uh either go online or use a bit of both i think initially i think what chris said was absolutely spot on um about you know you start a business your your head's all over the place and and of course everybody's telling you you need this you need that you need the other and then you need to get your website source and you need this and you know this list becomes a massive list so actually for ease 
Um, I, you know, I would say there's a whole ton of people would absolutely use, you know, the online service and think, right, well, that's ticked off my list and done it. Uh, will they buy a mug, a pen and a, a mouse mat at the same time? Highly likely. Um, so they probably spent more than they anticipated. So I, I, I totally, yeah, I totally agree. And, and I did you know, similar myself. Um, I only did it once actually when my cards came. I hadn't aligned it properly and the white border was bigger on one side than the other as in you know the left and the right and I kept, every time i looked at it i was like oh god stand it um so they've been them so actually yes i ended up ordering more then from somewhere else so totally totally agree though that's what what people do and for some people it works but i the last few things i've got printed uh, and I don't do, do a lot of printing now, but the last things I did were with independents at local companies, which were recommended. And um, and I shopped around, you know, even within that arena, shopped around, you know, really happy with the service, you know, really happy. So it's that being able to talk to somebody bit for me. So important when it's something that means a lot to you. So I, I, I would always say... I'd always say as well, I think, for people listening, we can get a little bit bamboozled with it all. And sometimes we can think this, that, that going to somebody smaller locally is going to be more expensive. And actually it isn't. You know, I think it, it's almost like they make you make your mind up and think, oh, no, you know, that's going to cost me more. And actually, you know, check it out and find out because it's not necessarily the case, uh, particularly for the service that you get. Absolutely, and and you've mentioned there about uh, being able to talk to the people, which uh, nicely allows me to segue on to Mark. Um, if people do hear this and and they want to get in contact with you, uh, do you want to just uh, briefly explain uh, what sort of services Utopia um, offer and how they can get in touch? Yeah, well, Utopia is a, a full service marketing agency, and as we've covered, we do uh, print as one of them byproducts of that. Um, so. If they want to get hold of me, they can email me on info at utopiamarketing.co.uk. I can give you my mobile. So if you want to get hold of my mobile, it's 07729 uh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Utopia Chap. If you want to bobber, follow or hug or whatever it is on there, that'll be wonderful. Thank you very much, Mark. For does, does anyone have any other questions that they want to ask Mark before we draw a line under this episode? Not from me. It's been a good session. Uh, thank you, Mark. Uh, thank you. Lots of good stuff in there. Elaine? Yeah, same from me. Yeah, thank you. Really uh, helpful. I'm, I don't, I haven't got your contact details, so I should be getting those now. So thank you very much. Splendid. And uh, because we never really do it, uh, Chris, how can people get hold of you on the socials? On the socials, um, LinkedIn, just uh, search for Chris Roxburgh. That's R-O-X-B-U-R-G-H. Not all the other spellings that I get. Um, on Twitter, it's Guy4, and the four is uh, is a number four, marketing. And if you want to cut, um, it's Guy at mymarketingguy.com dot co dot uk and don't forget the word there are two g's in the middle of my marketing <laughs> and also 15 guys in the marketing guy and lots four, of guys four lots g's guys. whole whole plethora elaine oh, tell okay. us it's tell us it's okay. easier to get hold of you on social media okay so linkedin it's elaine atherton a-t-h-e-r-t-o-n my business is called to sum it up as in the number two and summit with two m's in the middle so to sum it up 
and you'll find me on onto Summit Up on all the platforms, so i.e. Facebook, Twitter, and my website is to summitup.com. Wow. Well, this should normally be a lot easier than it actually is. If you want <laughs> if you want to find us, funky vibes at uh, <laughs> funkyvibes.co.uk is the website we're on facebook linkedin twitter instagram youtube um the handles funky vibes with three instead of an e because some bugger got funky vibes on one of the platforms i can't remember which one and it was the only way to make it consistent throughout yet you search for those happy days Uh, right i'm gonna go and have a long drink now uh has anyone got uh, anyone got your twitter accounts that don't have numbers and threes and things in them well to be honest to be honest to be honest if they haven't they haven't verified the account in the last month it's chances are it's been locked and they're gonna have to appeal to get it unlocked again which is the wonders of twitter people but that's another show entirely on on its own there uh mark Thank you very much for your time and your help. That's been really useful. It's been a wonderful insight into printing. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, Chris and Elaine, thank you very much, as always, for your fantastic contributions. Thank you for your hosting skills, Mark. Thank you. Enjoyed it. And we will catch you all next time, guys. See you soon. Get social at go underscore fish marketing on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.